0: how long gone we're here to get the vibes right uh them jeans Ew. how are you feeling
1: <laughs> i'm feeling pretty good i'm finally sort of adjusted back to normalcy a little bit after some good night's sleep in the last few days with or without medication <laughs> um but it's something i was talking about this morning on my on my morning walkabout with carolyn about the dependency on a sleep aid whatever that may be you know that could be a, a Tylenol PM that could be a Xanax that could be Frazier. that could be warm chamomile tea you know is there do you think there's some dangers in becoming too dependent
0: on something to fall asleep i don't think there's any dangers to be to becoming addicted to chamomile tea um but maybe to Xanax yeah well, i guess it's it's
1: le- <laughs> less of the the, the crutch itself, but more of the fact that you, there is a crutch at all. Like, should we be striving to do the the hard, real
0: work, which is... Sleeping like, you know, our ancestors did. No, because sleep are like the cave people. Sleeping is too valuable to, to mess around, mm-hmm. y- you know, to take a year to figure out how to fall asleep and feel like it, does, it doesn't seem <laughs> worth it to me. I mean, the biggest problem I think Chris says ha- don't mess around with that. I think the biggest problem we have with sleep is that we use our phones or watch a TV until the very last second. And that I think is actually what's the worst. You want to tell that to my wife? I don't. I mean, watching TV before bed is fucking cursed, and but it's uh, unavoidable uh, in in some uh, areas of life.
1: Unavoidable in some areas in your life, like when you move in with your wife.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because there's no, there's no. I I don't do that. Like I've never had a TV in a bedroom. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. It's weird. If you know, I like to go into Chris's bedroom. And just see a bookshelf full of books, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking him tonight." You know what I mean? There's no bookshelf either. It's more just about a, a restful, clean area. Um, maybe a single chair, maybe a couple of bedside uh, lamps. Mm-hmm. But we have been. We think we need to be entertained until we're until our eyes cannot stay open anymore. And I think that has <laughs> affected affected our sleep rhythms. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I agree with that. I
1: mean, we think we need to, but sort of because we need to, but let us, we'll, we'll talk more about this with our guests. I'm sure they have some, some thoughts. I, I mean,
0: yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess everybody has thoughts on this. On Sleepy Weepies. I guess I guess everybody has thoughts on this. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the uh, Kim Kardashian GQ cover?
1: I did. I did. I was actually just reading friend of the show Sam Hines fashion show notes on the CFDA awards, and we I saw a lot of amiri and kid super so yep
0: i wasn't able to read the whole thing Um, america america is suffering you got you got tom brown and then you got a lot of other stuff um (laughs) and i mean at least amiri is a very very profitable business so i can respect it from that standpoint you know what i mean like it ain't for me but it's making a fortune we know how we feel about kid super we can keep moving um but the uh the the Kim Kardashian photos I really like. I think it's very cool. Yeah, I think um, I think
1: Carolyn is friends with the set designer, and I was telling her to send my regards because I liked I liked the the sort of Robert Kardashian. Power desk with the Diet Coke. That was good. I think the selects were a little too Cheeto heavy. I think one Cheeto photo was all we needed. Two is a crowd. You know what I mean?
0: What are your thoughts on the Cheeto gate? I didn't even think about it. I'm more (laughs) interested in her wearing the vintage Dash boutique t-shirt cut off for the midriff look with the skims. I think that's really for the heads. If you remember the famous Dash boutique, mm,
1: yeah, of course. I used to have a Dash keychain given to me by a friend of the show, Chris Chang. Oh, well, that's that's a
0: nice gift. That's a very nice gift. But yeah, I I, I quite like this. The, their Miami location, oh stunning. yeah, Did <laughs> you such a great selection of like swimsuits? You know, honestly, it made so much sense for the beach, the swim pool. They had so much great stuff. But yeah, this is. Uh, I I just I really liked it, and I think that it's so. There's like three photo shoots of Kim Kardashian, her career that are good. And this is one of them. And the other one is her at the Beverly Hills Hotel by Theo Winner. And there's definitely one other one somewhere. But what I, about I, the I,
1: ones that just came out where she's sort of, they're copying the Wii magazine with the Opry ski situation yeah. that i those been going those around? Are, no,
0: th- those are pretty good. Those people are pretty are, good too. But I love it that people are like, I can't believe this is a direct Rip-off. and i'm like yeah that's every single photo you've ever seen is a direct ripoff the bezos that's interesting the <laughs> oh, sorry, bezos the bezos and his fucking fiance photo in vogue that is that is a ralph lauren picture that's okay yeah who cares I, well who cares
1: what what i find interesting about this is the algorithm how it's feeding you and it's feeding me to sort of have a poise a, opposing viewpoints on things where all the all that i saw on my twitter feed was people saying like Damn, Kim K's art director snapped on this shoot. Wow, this looks so dope. I love it. Like, no... all it was So there's like a sea of people who have no idea what the reference is from. And then the other half are the people... I guess not half, uh, maybe 10% who are familiar with where that reference is from are like, oh my God, this is so fucking convoluted and it's a direct bite. And uh, I guess we live somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Well, I mean, if people think... But I mean, you look like an idiot if you're like, guys... This is here's the direct reference. Blah blah blah. It's like okay, lose. You don't. Like if, you look like you know. A, you know. You, you look like say. a fucking nerd.
0: You don't. You, that's what you look like. But that's what people people think that a gotcha moment can exist in any form. You know, and I, I just don't. Hey, think, I
1: love. I'm a justice kink. I get it.
0: I I'm not. Uh, but the the um the. <laughs> the bezos uh lauren, Virgo. lauren sanchez shit is so sick i love i love it <laughs> love it you mean it's just so a photo
1: of of my bad bitch riding shotgun with me
0: well there's several photos thank god for us the, i haven't the, there's, i haven't seen them there's the entire editorial but it's just so smart for everyone because it's like this is what this is what the media is supposed to do Someone is bad, but they have so much money and power that you have to you have to do this and it works for you because everyone is talking about it, good, bad, or indifferent, but it was the biggest thing on the internet for at least twenty four hours, which is the only point of, of anything now. So mm-hmm. it's like it's We're making memes about it. It's a real win for the Vogue corporation, but also for <laughs> I, I just think it's like I, I think it's funny and cool, and I think it's kind of camp, and I think that's why people aren't that mad about
1: it. Yeah, and I guess in the in the the CEO billionaire wars, you know, just imagine what that photo shoot would look like with Elon Musk. You know, I mean, I guess he doesn't All have right. a, a down ass bitch like like Bezos, but like if it was with Grimes or something, imagine what the art direction on that shit would be. I mean.
0: I- <laughs> putrid. I mean, Rancid. I think it's it's uh, Elon is definitely not happy that he got passed over for this one. I, I will say that but <laughs> he don't have a he don't have a powerful chick like Lauren on his side. So he the story wouldn't have made sense, you know.
1: Okay. Well, here's a follow up question. I know we have a lot of Condé listeners and I don't want to ruffle any feathers but Obviously this is not a direct thing where where Bezos has to like pay to be in this magazine. That's not no, how it works. Of course
0: not. No, no, of course not.
1: But course not. maybe a little little donation
0: in the right direction, a little is is something increased anywhere. I mean, look, if I'm anyone in power, I would like Jeff Bezos to like owe me one. I don't think anything has to be exchanged. Ooh in any way i think it's an understood okay it's an implicit chris is giving godfather 2 no i just mean i just think that's really you can't what are you gonna do one day anna i don't think anna has a known charity of any kind that we're that we're aware of so
1: i mean this is how this is how the power players work chris i don't want to be the one to tell you but you should already know this by now that's you know charities is where it all goes it goes down in the dms of the ASPCA, it goes down in the DMs. Charity, uh, is,
0: charity is a great way to hide money, avoid taxes, and give your loser best friend a high-paying job as CEO. That is what <laughs> charities are for, and we all know that. Or your your fuck up brother is the CEO of your fucking dog charity. But I, I think that I,
1: I always thought when I was when I was younger, <laughs> and I would be like, you watch a TV show and like a celebrity, maybe like Celebrity Chopped, and they're like, all right, who's your foundation for and they always have like a hype they know instantly it's a hyper specific personal connection to themselves and if i had ever had the opportunity to go on a game show where i was too rich to keep the money god god hope that happens I, I don't know what charity I would give to. I would I would just give
0: to one that has a funny name. You know what I mean. I don't think I would. I, I don't. It's tough. Like gun to your I,
1: head, you got to answer right now. What charity would you give to? I'd be like, eh. that. Is, it's tough.
0: I guess I. I'm a big. Li- How do you pick just one? I'm a big literacy guy, but I guess Planned Parenthood is probably the most the the, the easiest and and most important one. See, you know, but because I don't, <laughs> I'm I don't, a big literacy guy, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an important thing for everyone globally to, to be have access to learning how to read i, I do actually this is not a joke but I, mean, I, don't,
1: I don't i don't i don't disagree with uh the importance of literacy i just didn't know that this was a tent pole feature well i don't, ca- I, I don't I'm, ca-
0: I'm, I'm, I'm tickled by I it. i don't care about things like blood diamonds or earth shit like that like that doesn't bother me um, I, so I think I want to, I would probably want to donate something that hits more close to home. If I did win the, the jackpot, mm-hmm. you know, I'm
1: like, do I do PETA as like a throwback Thursday energy, <laughs> even though I'm about to eat a steak today? Like, do I just do it for the,
0: just cause it's fun. You, you, know? you, you do, you, you give 20 million to PETA just so they don't throw red paint on you when you wear your fur. See that's, I mean, honestly, no, that, that is payola. That's payola, but it's, it's payola is fine. There's nothing wrong that's with power. There's nothing wrong with payola. There's nothing wrong. The way this society is set up is you got to pay for things you want. And sometimes that can't be public, mm. you know, and that's just how it's got That's just how it's got to be. Uh, if, if you want to survive in this dog eat dog world, you got to be ready to grease some palms, Jason. You know that. Yeah, it's true. And I
1: i am addicted to Amazon Prime. I need it. I mean, I've, <laughs> yeah, th- no, this morning I woke up my uh, my coffee grinder <laughs> I'm absolutely addicted <laughs> to, to Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Primeanista. I'm a. i am pray Shit. at the altar of the zon of the zon. Um, No, this morning my my coffee grinder, trusty coffee grinder, which I've had for years. Uh, my old friend Jeff Sawyer had an extra one. He gave it to me, and it's just been been holding on for you know ten years probably. Uh-oh. And then today it just straight up. The motherfucker died oh, on me. no.
0: Out of nowhere. So let me guess you hopped on Jeff Bezos's Amazon.com slash prime platform and you ordered a new one that will arrive maybe later today or tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Literally, yes. Well, first I hopped on. Um failed platform bon appetit and got the top six grinders uh that you, oh you because you, cause you think you there might have been, to know about. There,
0: there might have been grinder advancements since since jeff gifted you i had a ballpark
1: ago. of what i needed to do like there's one there's one that's sort of like the tried and true one that all the real kind of coffee heads have it's called the the barraza encore it's just like that's the tried and true, you know, never lets you down. Shout
0: out to our sludge dot com readers. Yeah. you know, this is this is for you. <laughs>
1: that's the that's like the date just okay when you're just getting your feet wet. Like it's everyone's gonna be like, okay, let's respect, but it ain't no bells and whistles. But you want but you
0: want the Cadillac XTS of this shit. The you,
1: old the old TT would have been fine with that one. Even and also this one is it's still a hundred fifty dollar grinder. Like it it's not it ain't broke boy shit. Like it's still an exorbitant amount of money to pay for a fucking coffee grinder but uh, there's another one from the company fellow and they they do like those kind of popular pour over tea kettle things and they kind of have like a modern minimal design and I like showed that one to Carolyn and then the other one and she's like yep you're getting that one uh, how much more
0: did it cost
1: it was it was that one's like two
0: hundred okay so
1: it's more expensive, but it's just still in the same range, and
0: it's going to look handsome on my counter. You need a workhorse, too. You you be grinding often. Daily. You know? So I, I think it's it's important for you. Yeah, we do have a guest today. Uh, Molly Boz is a uh, cookbook author, a bestseller. Uh, the new book is called uh, More is More. Yeah, it is called More is More. I, li- I like the title. There's several other words on the cover, like get loose in the kitchen, which I also like. <laughs> um but uh yeah the new book is there she used to be a a bon app person um and she has a new crate and barrel collab getting money baby i love to see that
1: yeah she's got she has a whole collection of utensils uh i was doing some research on twitter somebody said her kitchen looks like she lives inside of a hymns ad (laughs) so there's much to talk about she she did um i recently read that uh she likes to put ice cubes and salt on her cereal and uh, I mean, I think we can
0: just do a whole pod just about that.
1: So let's give her a jingle, please.
0: Honestly, I bet. I wonder if low-key cornflakes with salt slap. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp,
1: you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we are spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we- sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know. It's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from.
0: I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash howlong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair
1: go ahead give it a tug neutrophil is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step (laughs) to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutraful.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut dot com <laughs> promo code how long. That's nutriful.com <laughs> promo code how long. Sorry about that.
0: Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Totally fine. It happens all the time. You're not like an audio professional, so we didn't expect much.
2: Honestly, I I kind of am though, which is what makes this embarrassing. Are you
0: oh are you? Are you an are you you what an audio file? Did you
1: go to the musicians institute? <laughs> yeah, like what are we talking about? Berkeley?
2: No. I just released a whole um a whole audio cook along experience in my most recent cookbook. And so like I recorded recipe walkthroughs for many of the recipes in my book, mm. like months and months of audio recording. Okay. And I used to have a podcast. So yes, all yes, this yes. to say, I should know how to connect to my fucking Headphones.
1: Not your first time around a pair of
0: cans is what you're saying.
2: Correct. But it does feel like the first time every time. <laughs> that's, yeah.
0: well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why I love beats. Uh, but I, I didn't know. Okay. So recording recipe walkthroughs is, is, I guess, your version of an audiobook. Is that what you're saying?
2: Um, kind of. It's like, you know, an audiobook would just be me like reading the words of the page of my cookbook. Yeah. Instead of doing that, I, recorded like a whole separate set of content that you can access through qr code in my book where like if you pull up the qr code it will take you to the audio cook-along experience of more is more
1: okay so this is okay. like when okay. you go to a museum and you get the headphones exactly tour kind of thing. it's like supported supportive, oh, yeah. supportive
2: okay. content and was
1: was this was this your publisher's idea or your idea no. or a third person who smokes weeds idea
2: um my idea <laughs> me and my friend declan Came up with this idea a couple of years ago because we were like, we we were just talking about how cooking video, sorry, we're just like jumping right into it. We can back up if you want, but just cause we're doing it. No
1: need to back up. Everyone listening already knows who you are. We don't need the whole backstory. Okay, great. We don't
0: care where you were born and stuff like that. Please.
2: Yeah, neither do I. Um
0: <laughs> who are some of your favorite chefs?
2: Cooking videos <laughs> are aren't actually super helpful in terms of like holding your hand when you're learning how to cook because they're edited down into like eight minutes so you just like miss all of the stuff mm. um all the boring stuff and there's so many like details and all of that boring stuff that gets edited out that's important to learn as a cook and so I was like how can I better support a novice cook and so this audio experience is meant to, basically like i am in your ear the entire time from the second you open your cook- the cookbook and decide you want to cook something to the moment that the meal is on the table you're plugged in and i'm being like okay now that your onions are chopped, <laughs> mm-hmm. set them aside, clear your cutting board, and we're going to get into the garlic. And I'm just like every step of the way I'm talking to you.
0: You're holding their you're holding the reader's hand. Correct. How long is the longest
1: one of these? Cuz I'm I want it to be like a 4-hour thing, bathroom breaks. There's <laughs>
2: there are bathroom breaks like there's we play music in the downtime, so there's like classical music if it's like if you've got 20 minutes and something's just simmering, I'm just like Clean up your kitchen, live your life. Like I'm gonna play some music, and I will. I will um, signal you when it's time to come back in, so you can totally go to the loop.
1: What is your signal when when the classical stops? Are you like, A-caw! and then everyone has to come <laughs> running into the kitchen?
2: I think it's like. <laughs> so no it's not like a rooster like i don't know i should have
1: had a rooster (laughs) maybe one of those kitchen triangle bells on the cowboy ranch
2: yeah it's something like
1: yeah that would be nice that's a nice that's when it's supper time if you ask me
2: yeah (laughs) anyway so that is why i should know how to uh, connect to bluetooth on my headphones but i somehow don't
1: and then the podcast that you did that was through bone app or was that solo Or kind of both,
2: Jason. I cannot see you. You look like um, you have a like gas mask on (laughs) because of the The way
0: microphone is. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Angle. It's just like you're just like this.
1: Okay.
0: How many fucking How many water bottles do you have? You just, you just pick. I do.
2: Wait, look at this. Okay, I have three glasses of water. <laughs>
0: okay, the the a water cups, bottle for,
2: and a coffee.
0: For everyone at home, the cups that Molly just held up look like they're kind of from like a Pizza Hut in in Correct. 1992. I'm
2: so glad you got the reference. That's exactly what I was going for.
0: I didn't know those were still available for purchase. Or is that is that yeah okay? I, I yeah, like those. Cheap. You
1: mean because they're because they're vintage, Chris, or because it's a
0: sustainability issue? No, because, no, because. <laughs> because they, I, I, I was like, those look; those are actually the cups. They are the ones. Do you have?
1: Do you have a crushed ice machine at the crib, Molly? Um,
2: no, but I have. I do have three different sh- shapes and sizes of ice. Crushed isn't one of them. But then I <laughs> okay. keep crushed bagged ice in my. Deep I hope you're freezer. listening, Santa.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Okay.
2: And. Uh, because I love making cocktails with crushed ice, so normally I'll ha- I do have four types of ice.
0: Okay, let's. Okay, That's I impressive. don't. I'm not sure if my peanut brain can process more than one type of ice. I'm just. You to-
1: imagine if you had the ice molds in little peanut shapes. Ugh. As a side note, could you imagine peanut ice? Ooh. I could imagine. What are the
0: types besides uh, a cubed? What else? I guess you got to give it up for circle. <laughs> As semicircle. As square. <laughs> semicircle. <laughs> Is here
2: for the half moons.
0: Okay, so you put a half moon on the bottom of a rock's glass and pour your little concoction over it. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, so
2: there's like one that's like a large, like it's like more of a square with rounded edges. It's not like a A proper cocktail cube. I know
0: guys that drink whiskey.
1: Do you you brand the Molly Boss logo (laughs) into the cube?
2: No, that's like a whole other, I think, like level of success I'll have to unlock if that's going to be what comes (laughs) out of my
1: ice maker.
0: We're still working towards that. We're still working towards
2: that. Goals.
1: Again, Santa, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. this is good.
2: And then I and then there's like the classic half moon, you know, just like semicircle mm. vibe. I don't love those ones, but they're kind of like they're my everyday ice. When I'm, you know, they're just like not very special. <laughs> and then there's like
1: half moons are your everyday ice, damn girl. Yeah, <laughs> you're living good. You're damn, living. That's living good. good. Living. Oh. <laughs> um, what's what's the ultimate crushed ice cocktail number um, one?
2: So, uh, what do they call a smash like a whiskey smash or like a bourbon whiskey like a, a bourbon drink i want i want crushed ice and like a a bourbon and sweet tea or like some kind of like muddled yeah. mint bourbon type of
1: derby Yeah, that style reminds me like a Japanese, like a, like a oolong high, like a, like oolong tea and whiskey and crushed ice, a little like kind of minty syrup in there. Maybe? Yeah, I
2: feel Julep-y. like mint really like, mint and crushed ice really go well together.
0: Okay. All right, nerds. Quick question. Um, <laughs> quick question. Uh <laughs> Now, when you're, when you're, do you chomp on any of this ice?
2: Yeah, I am an ice chomper.
0: Like, I'm (laughs) sad to admit. I'm a big chomper myself, but I don't chomp at home. I (laughs) only chomp. Why are
2: you chomping in public?
0: Because I don't have. That seems ass backwards. I don't have ice at home. Is this
1: performative chomping? This is his version of (laughs) breastfeeding in public.
0: Oh, I know. I would never breastfeed in public. Oh, no. Oops. no uh the i don't have ice at home i've never had ice in this house in my life i've never used it once in this you home. don't
2: have an ice cube if you wanted an ice cube right now you'd have to leave the house i would have to hit the
0: local 7-eleven and fill up a, a slurpee cup Jesus. i have no what am i gonna do with ice i don't i don't drink what and are you gonna do with ice i keep water in the refrigerator i don't need ice i don't make smoothies i don't eat at home what do i need ice for um
2: i can think of something which i feel like most people
0: <laughs> don't if i have a hurt shoulder i guess well I you know what
1: it. here's here's something i do with ice daytime lacroix out of the can nighttime lacroix you put lacroix over ice yeah i'll do yeah sparkling water with ice is that that crazy no it's really not <laughs>
0: Both of you all right, nerds, hold on. Chris, you're you're
1: watching <laughs> Yellowstone, you order the prime pizza a nice over ice cubes, Topo Chico,
0: or something like that. It's pretty good. No, 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 no. Or ice bullies. Well, just not out of a can. Out of a bottle because it's more laborious to drink from yeah maybe over ice but a can is made for slugging
2: well i think it's just a matter of whether you have room in your fridge for your cans because if your cans are cold like there's nothing worse than a room temperature la croix and so i don't have a lot of room in my fridge
0: oh i I, (laughs) i would love to show you my fridge right now which fridge though which fridge who me do you only have one fridge?
2: I have a wine fridge, but I feel like I don't like putting like spindrifts and lacroix in the wine fridge. It just feels like sacrilegious. And so sure. and then I have my of course, regular of
1: fridge. It feels it feels like <laughs> of course. That feels like something you'd have if you were like a gamer.
2: Yeah. You want to have like a beverage <laughs> fridge.
0: Yeah, my beverage. Which we've
2: talked about a lot. Like we need one of those.
0: Okay. I want to show you I want to show you my refrigerator right now because it's truly five cases of plain LaCroix lined up. And three cold brews and two bottles of champagne, and that's all that's in the and fridge. And no food, no food, and a human skull, and that's yeah. it. It's just super only one, chill. only only a few body parts, but those are in the freezer. But you don't have you don't have like a garage fridge for your game,
2: <laughs> no. for your
0: awful cuts. <laughs> <For> your-
2: <laughs> no, um, my fridge. Where
1: do you get Where do you get your pigeons from, Molly? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I actually do have I do have deep freezers and fridges down there. Um, And they are they are filled with like um, backup like turkey stock and bone broth and like chili and like I have like whole turkeys in there. So I guess technically it's game.
1: So is this like a prepper thing? Is it like in case there's a power outage kind of thing, or?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm a, so I cook for a living, um, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if you're aware of that.
1: But I mean, since you cook every day, why do you need backup chili down in the garage? You know what I'm saying?
2: It's not. It's not so much a need as like something nice to have. Where it's
1: like, if
0: nice I, to have. It's something nice.
1: You know, it's nice to have fresh chili, not frozen. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and backup chili. <laughs> I had backup chili for dinner last night, and it really saved the day because I was cooking all day, but I was cooking nothing that I wanted to eat for dinner. And then thank uh, God for the backup chili. Thank God. <laughs> um,
0: hey, babe, I'm going to okay. I'm gonna go down to the basement and get the backup chili. I'll be right back. Just give me like 15.
2: <laughs> That's literally
1: exactly <laughs> right. Babe,
0: can I? I need to expand my brain. Backup chili shouldn't be this shocking to me. <laughs> can I borrow the headlamp? I got to go get some chili from the basement. <laughs> Correct. Um, speaking of ice cubes. Wait, can
2: we circle back, though? yeah I want to speak about ice cubes further I'm not ready to, to walk away from the ice cube combo
1: okay well I, w- w- I just one more ice yeah. cube thing and then we could move on to other things like your book mm. and etc <laughs> I was recently reading the perfectly imperfect where you had a segment about people need to be salting their cereal as well as putting some ice cubes in the bowl of cereal so it's colder and it's and it's saltier better seasoned correct. And we would be remiss not to sort of dissect this for our, for a long time. Well,
2: okay. I was going to say like, we're not, we're not going to walk away from the ice cube combo without acknowledging the like most important way to use ice cubes in the world, which is in cereal. So I'm glad that you did your research. (laughs) Yeah. So I just feel like the, the eating experience is much enhanced by ice cold milk like freezing cold milk if you think about like how your um cereal is at room temperature like you don't store it in the fridge it's at room temperature so the second that you put it in your milk everything's like plummeting or i guess going up in temperature and getting warmer and there's right. like nothing
1: the temp is drastically changing yeah
2: and there's just nothing um less refreshing to me than like a a moderate temperature bowl of cereal and I think it's like something you can't relate to until you've had ice cold cereal. So if you're sus right now, that's because you've <laughs> never mm-hmm. had it. That's because you don't have ice cubes in your house. And so it's not even. in That, the realm felt, of <clears throat> that
0: felt, that felt harsh, but go ahead. You're missing out. If, well, it feels,
1: it, feel, it, it was very like, if <laughs> it is harsh. You haven't met Jesus like I have. So your, your brain wouldn't be able to comprehend heaven that I'm experiencing. Yes. Um, Do do you refrigerate your cereal? (laughs) No.
2: Yeah, that's why I have no room for my (laughs) lecques because my shelf is just taken up by cereal.
1: I'm just saying, you know, if it if it's a temp if it's a temp on temp war, yeah. that'll help the battle,
0: right?
2: Um, I think the refrigerated cereal would moisten in an unpleasant way.
0: Oh, um. it wouldn't stay crisp. All of this fucking ice glorifying that you're doing <laughs> makes me think you're in the pockets <laughs> of big ice. But I,
1: I, 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 I Yeah, I, and
2: that's actually not a bad idea for a sponsor for
0: yeah, me. Yeah, let's get the frigid air
1: sponsor, the sub-zero sponsor. Well there you go. here's what I think. Sub zero we have the refrigerator we have the freezer and there needs to be a tiny fridge freezer in the middle just for the milk we're like if the freezer is 30 degrees the fridge is 50 degrees a nice you know 40 and
2: it's a tap oh okay. it's a milk tap for your cereal
1: and it almost comes, and out, it comes out
2: exactly the right temp i mean that's honestly genius <laughs>
0: that's Mm -hmm. well i i I didn't strauss we're so focused we're so focused on the salt and the ice Mm -hmm. that i i I, we haven't i'm interested to know what is the cereal is this like a cornflake is it a cheerios is it kashi yeah is this a healthy cereal that will benefit the need
1: for salt or is this already a a uh a mass market cereal that's full of sugar and salt. And don't okay, don't
0: ahead. say one of those don't say one of those startup cereals either. No, <laughs> this better not be paleo. No, 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 no this ain't no, magic no, spoon. No, no, no. Okay. I'm a I'm like a
2: pretty classic when it comes to cereals, and I'm not like a health cereal person. And it's like not the time and the place. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so okay, I'll tell you what's in the roster right now because I just um I just went to the grocery store the other day, and I'll tell you what I have on my shelf right now. Life. Which is currently a front runner for me. Like I think it's my favorite cereal, but it changes all the time. Right now, it's weird. Life.
0: I thought you were young. I, I I thought you were pretty young, but I guess you are sixty. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. You look great. You look great. For yeah. Is
2: life really that old? Yes. Oof. What? It's not like there's new cereals. They like has cereal hasn't innovated.
1: But it's but to me, life reminds me what? of Time magazine for some reason. They're synonymous. Like with age and amount of letters and everything
0: but time magazine (laughs) continues to reinvent itself the same way life cereal does chris i I think of life cereal more i mean i think it more it feels like something that people eat to keep them regular is the vibes but i mean
2: you're i think you're confused (laughs) um although i have been regular um so that is so
0: maybe it is is it the the life? is it the
1: cubes i don't know okay so life that's that's a huge number one so life life is number
0: one
2: okay This is a deep cut. I don't even know if you're going to remember this one, Crispix.
0: Of course, course. I remember. Are you kidding
2: me? What do you think we are? Okay, so you guys are old, also.
0: (laughs) I'm not serially literate. We're yeah, we're about the same. I think we're generally we're older than you, but we're generally the same age. Crispix is sort of the cousin of the Chex in many ways.
2: Correct, and I feel like Chex gets the limelight, and like (laughs) most people reach for a Chex in like a in that type of moment when they're looking for a savory corn you know woven type of texture
1: if i'm if i'm craving a hexagonal woven texture i'm
2: going for crispix personally yeah
1: no i I was we i grew up in a crispix house myself
2: and did you ever notice that what's cool about crispix is it's um i think it's corn on one side and wheat on the other they're bicolor not only are they woven, they're bicolored.
0: Okay, okay. All right. So oh, yeah. I don't want to make this you have to, I don't want to make this about buy them separately. Yeah. Sexuality. Don't do that.
1: Check segregates the corn and the rice. And the
2: rice and, and the cris- wheat. Yeah. Crispix
1: brings it together.
2: Yeah. And that's another thing that we can talk about if you want, because Being I think that okay. <laughs> there's like a huge business play to be made in um, mixed bag cereals of like this is like the perfect blend and it pulls like like let's say General Mills is like we're going Cheerios, Rice Krispies, and frosted flakes, all in one box.
0: Okay, Molly, are you high right now?
2: No, I just
0: think no, this about well, reveals so much. This is a this is a genius
1: idea. I, I'm, Good idea. I can't believe I never even thought I about that before. I feel like
2: someone's going to steal it now.
1: You're pro. You can't be the first person who has presented this to them. It, but it would be cool if that was the case, and it would be sad if they stole it.
2: I wonder if I could do. I might be able to do like a partnership with general mills and do like the molly box
1: yeah this is this is like like my perfect mix this is like the a celebrity having a meal at mcdonald's like a little Nas x happy meal like you hand select what and the amounts it's also it could be a nike id thing where you go online on general mills 20 percent this eight percent grape nuts bing bang oh yeah 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 upload it that's a great holiday
0: item. I'm
2: literally putting this on my to-do list right now of reach out to General Mills. Okay. It
0: seems it seems like this could be tough for the co-packer just just logistically, but I don't. Anything's
2: wanna... possible with cereal.
0: Molly, don't forget about us, uh, the other ideators in the room. Yeah, totally. You
2: guys will take a
1: commission. Chris and I are kind of angels on this one. Small, small, but I, I mean, we would also like our own. <laughs> I trust you guys. Our own box. I'm looking for a seat on the board. Okay, what's what's the third? What's the third cereal?
2: Okay. Um, then we have, oh, so I just, I just picked up a box of golden grams, mm. which I haven't had in years. And I am absolutely loving them. But one thing I will say <laughs> is that I think that golden grams deserve to be eaten on their own singularly in a bowl and shouldn't be mixed with other things. Um, because their flavor just overpowers the whole bowl
0: golden grams feels like a good option for dry snacking as well
2: absolutely yeah they're they don't leave you with like dry mouth either
0: i went through a phase where i ate a lot of dry cereal as a snack
2: what was happening in your life at that point like why
0: Pills? No, not this isn't even when I was a drug addict. This was just when I liked hmm. cereal. I don't know. I mean, I just... I, <laughs> what
2: has happened since? Like, I don't understand.
1: Chris is not a big milk fan.
0: Yeah, I don't use milk or milk substitutes really in my life at all because I don't put them in my coffee and I don't... I don't know where else I would have it. You know what I mean? Well, you
1: have it in a smoothie.
2: What do you just don't like like creamy the creaminess or like what's the beef with milk or
0: milk subs? <laughs> no, there's no no beef with it. Everyone I mean, I do <clears throat> like a an almond milk cortado occasionally, depending on what the offering is at the local coffee shop. Same. But I just think milk is I just don't need it, kind of. Like I don't it doesn't it doesn't come up in my life a lot, you know? Mm. And I also drank I think I could have O D'd on it when I was a kid. I think I drank like, I, Jason, I've talked about this. When mm-hmm. I would come in from like playing with my friends, I would just grab a cold, tall glass of milk and suck it down like Gatorade. Oh, <laughs>
2: willingly, voluntarily. Yes. And I think that's because I was like force fed milk growing up. And I found like it was like you can't leave the dinner table until you finish your glass of milk.
1: I feel like I'm watching Mad Men.
2: I only learned to love milk when um, I was about like eight years old and my parents were force feeding me whole milk um, at dinner. And I was like, I hate this. And, I was like, but Dad, I want to try your beer, and he was like, okay. And he drinks Rolling Rock, and Sick. Um, he was like, okay, you can have a sip, honey. And I took took a sip of his beer, and I was like, this is phenomenal maybe that wasn't the word i used when i was eight and
0: oh my god the hops oh my god love
2: um i just like i was like this is the beverage for me not the milk and so from that point forward the way he got me to drink my milk was by spiking it with rolling rock beer and so i would drink Beer flavored milk at dinner
1: every night. God,
0: that is twisted. And that's why
1: I still love milk. <laughs> what do you, do you know what the ratio of beer to milk was? Yeah, what? Was it just, a, I think
2: it was like, it was a 12 a ounce glass of milk. And I'm thinking okay. we're doing like, Probably two tablespoons of beer.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: We're doing a, a glug.
0: A, re- a responsible amount of beer for an eight-year-old. For all the parents listening, try this and let us know. Yeah, how-
2: like I wasn't getting fucked let up. Let us know
0: how it goes. <laughs> I. I well, did you get a little bit of a head change at least?
2: Not that I recall. I just remember being like, damn, that's delicious.
0: That's amazing to hear <laughs> because beer is something that I always hated and never... I've had probably five beers growing my, up and, or
2: just like even as an adult. No,
0: when I was mixing Stella Artois with cocaine, I never loved it. You know what I mean? I just I just was yeah. like, like, I, like how many vodka sodas can you have? And I always just there's an attachment in my mind that beer makes you fat, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. or necessarily true, but that was what was not, not. I only I only wanted my skinny girl drinks.
2: To be honest, I feel like milk would make you fatter than beer, like in equal measure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the guy right. who
2: goes and chugs milk out of the fridge. Like I'm just thinking, like calorie for calorie, milk is fattier.
0: Well, Molly, it's funny you say that because I was <laughs> fat when I was doing that. So <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for reminding me of my well, difficult I just feel like childhood. You're blaming
2: beer for something that like, I'm not. No, I would never. I would, I would, never,
0: I would never blame beer. And thank you to our friends at Anheuser Busch. We love you guys. But also I, knowing knowing Chris's mom, it oh, was is definitely, that a sponsor? Was no, definitely no, no, fat-free no. milk. It was definitely skim milk. <laughs> yeah, we were only drinking. doing. skim at the black household we were only doing skim.
2: oh in that case yeah uh anyways <laughs>
1: uh what kind of milk do you drink now
2: um so in my cereal i drink oat milk or whole milk depending on just kind of like what else is going on in my life at that time <laughs> and
0: if the milk if the milkman was able to stop by or what do you mean yeah if the
2: milkman pulls through or not <laughs> um that's another thing we should bring back the milkman like i wish that that was still a thing can you imagine it's so charming um
0: it was like a hot milkman that just dropped off a couple of gallons i
2: can imagine and like i love it
0: or a milk woman there's somebody doing that in northern california for sure yeah definitely somewhere in marin
2: um but in the morning with my cappuccino or more my cortado if you will I drink pistachio milk, but the pistachio milk is only for that, and it doesn't ever find its way into the cereal.
0: I like I like this. Mo- Molly's making money. You hear that? She's drinking pistachio <laughs> milk. That's, that's not a cheap nut. She's, she said, "Get your money no, up." No, I always have, have a
2: disclaimer about that because when I say pistachio milk, people are like, "Oh my god!" Like this bitch is balling. And actually, I buy it <laughs> in bulk from this place called Barista Underground, which is like a wholesaler. For coffee shops because it's the only place I can get it at the same price as the Barista Underground? It's half off. It's 50% off on Barista Underground. And they
0: let you do this without showing your kind of like barista ID card. You, yeah, you like it's, just, it's
2: actually just a website for like the common people, but they like make it out to be, you, you, it's bulk. Mm-hmm. But you can yeah. just like go on there. You don't have to have a retail store. It's a great place to buy milk.
0: So you're telling me that you, you're you buying a, what, a, a case? Is that a 12 pack of pistachio milk?
2: No, I think it's six. To, I think I buy 24 at a time. And I usually do two case rounds and they're in the basement and they're all stacked. at a time? <laughs> <laughs> they're self-stable though.
0: Good point. Okay. I mean, look, I buy in bulk too, but I, I don't, I, I guess I only buy like two or three things in bulk. It sounds like you might be a bulk daddy.
2: Weirdly. No, like it's kind of just a <laughs> statue.
0: Because if you, because are you like a don't talk to me before I've had my coffee? Type chick.
2: Yeah, but not like I'm not like wearing. I don't have a bumper
0: sticker that says that. <laughs> no, no, one. it's it's not a it's not about letting other people know. <laughs> it's about do you identify? Because I'm a little bit of that kind of person as well. Yeah, I I too am grumpy if I don't have my pistache.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if I don't want to, I, I it's not my preference to socialize or interact with anyone before I've had my coffee. I would say.
0: Do you eat breakfast though?
2: Not really, and so cereal for me is like dinner, a dinner play. Um, and I'll eat like a lot of it. What do you, what do you like? Like you
1: get you get how like much a, of a box?
2: Mm, like okay, if you're looking at a let's say it's a 16 ounce bowl,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm probably doing two two of those, and then a couple like extra handfuls on my way out. You
0: know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. finishing it up. You know how I know you have know, know uh, that you're a food professional is you keep referencing ounces <laughs> and <laughs> I have no idea. I have no gauge Yeah, for and that I said like whatsoever. a
2: tablespoon of beer. You're like, what the hell is
0: that? Like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? A sixteen ounce bowl? I don't know what the fuck that means. Like yeah, I mean yeah, I write like,
2: recipes for Chris a
0: that means regular size cereal bowl, I Like a say. cereal Because mm. I because th- when I was when I was you know, uh, in in a similar time where I was sucking down the milk, I would get a big Tupperware style bowl, fill it up with Cheerios. We're looking at half. I don't a box. know what
2: you mean by that. What is a Tupperware style bowl?
0: He means he means like a large mixing bowl, like a storage bowl, like a Macaulay
1: you know what I mean? Culkin makes a giant and eats it with a big wooden spoon kind of thing.
2: A
0: mixing bowl. Yeah, sure. Like a
2: stacking mixing bowl.
0: Yes. Okay, stop flexing on me. In my household, <laughs> in the South, we just had Tupperware. They're fucking plastic. Okay, sorry. We didn't go, we didn't to, go to Sir La when I was 12.
2: Okay. I'm just trying to get a point of reference for the, the volume. It's
1: a 64-ounce OXO mixing bowl. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's something you would toss your salad with. Okay. Jason, can you translate for me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I feel like the guy in the Super Bowl when they're doing signing the uh, national anthem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> um so you're eating salad size bowls of I
0: was, I was, but terrible. now I don't eat very I try to eat, I really try to not eat very much. Um cereal so that, or
2: just very much at all, period. Food. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Respect.
0: Korea World is a
1: new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown.
0: Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Koreatowns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography.
1: The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as
0: well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory, and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding the tour
1: continues with late night
0: food adventures in los angeles my hometown and stops into the kitchens
1: of innovative chefs from new york city to portland who are putting modern spins on
0: korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did (laughs) korea
1: world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever
0: books are sold Cereal, I do love, but I feel like if I dip my toe back into that delicious box, that I might drown. Yeah, that's why I stay away. Because Jason actually dabbles in the dark, dark arts of cereal as well. Yeah, Um, so it's something that he also likes at night, right, Jason? Like a dessert. Yeah, I, I eat that as my dessert, but it's usually a healthier, like a
1: heritage flake type of something oh mm, yeah <laughs> but also I'll, I'll do a honey nut cheerio every once in a while to keep it spicy too or
2: like a multi-grain is like the honey nuts for the health nuts
0: I, I like those
1: i like yeah those. My, my wife loves the banana nut crunch um as well as the honey nut cheerio i used to like a grape nut
2: yes a
1: you a ever nut. do a grape nut
2: yeah i've done a grape nut i actually i have recipes that use like i cook with grape nuts because they like kind of are savory and weird and like they kind of aren't cereal, though. It's me. You got
1: you got a grape nut chicken. What, I what's got one a- of the recipe? <laughs> that
2: sounds
1: Molly so Bess's
0: grape nut chicken. Well, uh,
1: my my grandma used to make wheat germ chicken, where you would you would like toss chicken and wheat germ on the outside and bake it, and it was sort of like a seventies health food like faux crunch to it. Wow. Maybe you could do that with. with was it
2: crispy? Uh,
1: no, I mean it was crunchy. You know when you like go to like a uh, was it crispity crunchity peanut buttery Crispy? you know when you go Crunchy? to like a health food r- restaurant in like santa fe and like here's like the tofu crunch bowl and you're like it tastes like how you think it's gonna taste like they tried but it's still tofu you know okay so
2: it's not the wheat- it's still wheat germ germ is not really additive
1: here it well, it offer it offers some crunch the illusion of a crunch <laughs> I, th-
0: yeah, I, I think yeah i think there's a there's a, like a the same way whiff of impossible
1: crunch. creates the illusion of beef you know
0: did you yeah. ever molly were you ever were you ever a vegetarian or a vegan or anything when you were younger did you ever go through a phase like that
2: no no never um i've been a meat eater through
0: and through yeah where are you from where are you from
2: upstate new york
0: oh yeah probably yeah that makes sense probably not a popular diet upstate you know
2: yeah my brother was actually but he like um went through a lot of he he explored a lot of identities when he was younger where i was like pretty clear on who i was and um so vegetarianism was damn veganism
0: shout out shout out to your bro was he into punk and hardcore or did he just discover it because he like no he was
2: he went through a pretty serious punk phase Mm
0: -hmm.
2: then like yeah and then like as he got older that just kind of like turned into just like an anarchist kind of phase oh. or i don't know if they're phases i mean i think they're still like ident things that he identifies with
1: um Could you call him an
2: eco-terrorist? He was very into yeah. like a veggie burger. Was that?
1: I said would you call him an eco-terrorist? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> no, i would call him a um i would call him a falconer cuz that's where he landed. You
0: know what? <laughs> He landed right and on the wrist. To didn't Falconer he? is a pipeline that I didn't know existed. It makes but I'm a lot glad. of sense. <clears throat> yeah, it does. I'm
2: telling you, it was a journey. Um, and now, yeah, now he um, t- trains birds of prey for a living and um, uses them for like pest abatement and stuff
0: pest abatement you (laughs) said so you're you're saying i hire your brother he comes over the falcon and gets that possum out of my yard
2: Mm, i think it's more like he scares the pigeons away like whatever is scared of a falcon
0: (laughs) okay sure sure.
2: such, (laughs) such as a pigeon um so he'll go to like he'll get hired by like um a hotel like i think the ace hotel downtown la hired him because the pigeons keep shitting on the roof and there's a rooftop pool up there it's not a it's not and a so pool he, it's more of
0: a hot tub but they i understand what you mean yeah of.
2: that's true it's, <laughs> um and he so he'll get hired to fly his hawks around and scared the pigeons away. And if he does it like day after day, they change their patterns and they're like, we don't fuck with the Ace Hotel anymore. And then,
1: for- <laughs> then he moves on to his We're going to- <laughs> It sends a message to the pigeon community that yeah. this, is
0: a, this is dangerous. We're going out of the Four Seasons. They don't have guitars in the rooms. Come on, guys. Yeah, okay, exactly. On, well,
1: I, I mean, this is a thing that I've heard. I've heard another guy, Scott Galloway, on his podcast talk about this hotel in France that had that problem every morning at brunch. It's like a fancy hotel overlooking the water. And there'd be pigeons flying in trying to take people's breakfast while they're eating it. And then every morning they would bring a falcon out. Two guys would come and they would un unmask it. And the falcon would just instantly like kill a pigeon. Yep. And then all the other pigeons just never come back that day. Yeah.
2: That's literally exactly what he does. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> that's so that's, cool. a,
0: that's honestly very cool. I feel like, you know, as a person who has several fake jobs that require me to text and stuff, <laughs> you know, like doing doing good in that way with your hands you know what i mean it's pretty hot honestly that's the only way to describe it chris maybe that's why you don't like a beer because you're just doing emails
1: all day whereas if you're out there you know the sun the elements wild animals at the end of the day kick your boots off yeah have a nice rolling rock or a
2: glass of milk um he is actually really hot also So it's not just like, you're not just envisioning this.
0: Are, chi- are chicks into his job or are they like, this is weird? Well,
1: most people don't imagine a
0: falconer to be an eligible
1: bachelor. You know, it's usually a little, yeah. more of a fringe activity. So if you get a hot guy doing it, yeah. he's really
0: cornered the market. For some reason, you're. I'm not picturing your hot brother. I'm picturing like the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. Cur- you know? Yeah, so- like you
2: associate it with like a Ren Fair moment and yeah, like a yeah. big yes, like yes, turkey yes, yes. drumstick or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, He's like not giving run fair at all. Thankfully. So you're
0: saying he's rewriting the playbook on falconry,
1: big time. This is this feels unfair to all the other less hot falconers, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. Well, this is
0: what happens when when men do real jobs because it's in such rare. It, yeah, it's it's rare these days. You know, you're talking to two podcasters for Christ's sake. What could be worse?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a podcaster slash influencer, so that's how it could be worse.
2: I'm gonna send him to you guys so you can see him. I don't know how to do that though. So.
0: Has anybody photographed him before?
2: Of course, yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> does he do any
1: hawk fluencing? Has he yes. been able to turn He's his Instagram influencer. profile? Hawk Okay. What what is does Maker's Mark do the photo shoot with them? How does it work?
2: Well, like a a lot of a lot of times he'll get hired by a movie set. Um, if they oh, like need okay, a okay. they need a falconer or something, mm-hmm. he'll bring his falcons on and like fly them on set for the day. If they need to like stage a scene where there's like some sort of falcon attack, I don't know uh, why that happens so often, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and but then like yeah, people are just like intrigued by him and like to it like sounds like.
0: It sounds like your brother could come up on some like I was on set and like yeah we just hit it off and yeah now I'm married to Julia Roberts you know what I mean he could yeah but I he, feel like he that is could... taken oh okay will, well then why are, then like, why are we bigging him up so much taken. what the fuck I was trying to get this guy well laid. I just was
2: commenting because you said it sound that sounds hot and I just wanted to be like confirmed, <laughs> confirmed. not because I was like y'all my brother is like out on the prowl i just like wanted you to know that your whatever vision you had was probably pretty accurate
1: it wouldn't be weird if your brother was on raya holding a hawk or a falcon right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <would> you- <laughs> imagine you see that on the on raya you stop scrolling don't you, yeah, you want to know more immediately you gotta dive into that Get those talons in me big fella okay so he's already taken
2: <laughs> yeah
0: he's off the market okay yeah the cage is closed. Do you right. think your parent? You think your parents are more proud of you or him? You can be honest. <laughs> um, they are equally proud. Oh sure, okay. That's a diplomatic answer. Of course they but are. Yes. Who's favorite are you, mom or dad? Though. Um,
2: I most like my dad, but my mom loves me <laughs> very much. <laughs> Uh, um, but okay, I am like answer. I share most of uh, characteristics of my dad, which is like laid back and chill and um, kind of, and like go with the flow.
1: Functioning alcoholic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that type of energy. <laughs> Whereas my mom is a bit more like type A uh, uptight, like has to like know what's going on at all times. Mm. And that's more my brother where I'm just kind of like whatever happens, happens.
1: Right, right, right. I'm the same way as you. You're chill.
2: Are you both the chill ones? No,
1: I'm not chill. you have siblings? I have a brother, but he he has a sister, but he I guess you're kind of the chill one, Chris. Maybe no. I mean, Chris is definitely type A, and I'm I'm more of a passive backseat kind of chill. Somebody
0: has to keep this train on the tracks, Molly, and that's my job. And that person is Jason. You. Jason has other skills. But I build the tracks. M- you know, it's a real chicken or egg situation, isn't it? That I can't do, you know, and that's okay. But my mom loves me. My dad loves me too, I th- but but it's it's um my mom is more vocal, but that's a classic setup, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely classic
1: gender roles. Big Mama shows the love. Yeah, dads famously only share their love right before on their last breath, usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you're at Cedars, exactly. not to take a, gasping a dark turn. At Cedars. Gasping uh, at Cedars. Let's talk about this cookbook though, Molly. Oh, okay. Uh, more <laughs> is more. Yes, it is. This is uh, this is a. This is a maximal approach to cooking.
2: Yeah, I would say if we're gonna summarize more is more in one word, it's it's maximalism, but I I do try to um distinguish the difference between maximalism and gluttony in the context of cooking, mm-hmm. because I think it can get the line can get a little fuzzy there. Yeah. And I don't believe in like disgusting excessive gluttonous cooking so the book is more about like how to really like take your food from good to really really great within the like framework of what you have in your pantry in the in a regular grocery store in your kitchen which means learning how to like crank the heat up and not be like a pussy about like turning it up to high heat and really preheating your skillet and, mm. and putting a steak in a really, really hot skillet. Cause it's going to mm. just like sear and get like caramelized and you develop so much flavor there. So it's like maximalism, not just in terms of certainly not in terms of only like adding lots of ingredients. Right. Um, it's about like how to level up in the kitchen and cook more like a professional does which is someone who kind of cooks with abandon
0: love it the pat the passion in your voice describing that hot skillet i don't think i feel that about anything so i'm i'm sold anything at all no i've never <laughs> talked like that about anything and i don't even eat meat but now i'm craving a steak
2: oh you are a vegetarian i eat fish oh you're a pesca
0: does does that style of cooking excite you
1: or does that how you normally like to cook like high intensity with abandoned kind of vibe or
2: um, I would say i love to eat that way. And I love to cook that way. And it is not sustainable to eat and cook that way all the time. And so like, it's all about balance for me, which is why cereal. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, if I'm going to go balls to the walls on a steak one night, then like I'm going to eat cereal the next um, to balance it all out. But I think the value in the book and the learnings of the book is like, and it's not not necessarily that you have to cook, you have to crank up and max out everything every night, but that like there's mm. so much to learn about cooking that you leave on the table or on the cutting board when you don't kind of try for those like bigger, more explosive moments of flavor, et cetera.
1: There's a whole world out there that you need to sort of jump into the deep end and maybe hurt yourself and make some errors, but it's worth it.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you might fuck it up a couple of times. And, um, that's kind of exactly the point is like, where you don't learn anything if you don't. And it doesn't, it's like, it's not all, it's not all, you know, a fatty steak, like something, one of the rules in the book is about learning how to use all of the elements of an ingredient. So like, if we're taking like a fennel bulb, do you guys fuck with fennel?
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, thanks, Molly. It's been fun. Um, I, I enjoy fennel. No, no. I enjoy fennel. Please tell us about the fennel bulb. Please okay. tell us about the fennel bulbs. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, uh, well, my Chris, God. Well, Chris is a big
1: fan of the frond, whereas, you know, he's not doing nose to tail fennel cookery. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm kind of
2: a nose nose to tail fennel cookery type of person. It's like (laughs) you can use the fronds as herbs and you can thinly slice it and make it like a crunchy salad. And then you can also cook it into a braise and have it be like sweet and mellow and tender. And there's like so many expressions of fennel in the world. and Mm -hmm. And... it's about, like, learning what
1: all those expressions are. Fennel expressions. Are. That's Andre, Andre 3000's <laughs> oh, new flute oh. album. Expressions uh, of fennel. Yeah. Well, I agree with, so this is, this is maybe more is more is in terms of opening one's mind. Can you hear my dog? Actually, no.
2: Yeah. It's like.
1: Is, it, is that dog yapping?
2: Yeah. Do you hear that?
1: No. No. Zoom has good technology for noise canceling. Okay, cool. I put it in dog mode.
2: <laughs> nice. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: I do have a Tesla, and I do use dog mode quite a bit. It's So genius. Of course.
0: What does that What does that mean? Yeah, when you, oh, when you your dog can stay in the car, and you don't get the window window. Yeah, broken? and like
2: it puts it up on the screen. It's like. I'm, it's like a picture of a dog, and it's like I'm in here, but and my owner has set the temperature to 71 degrees, and we'll be back soon, so that you. I don't hate
0: get. this. This makes me hate <laughs> Tesla and dogs more than I did before. <laughs> so, honestly, I think it's an it's an ingenious
1: invention because everyone else you would you would used to have to like write on a piece of paper. Yeah, will like, like yeah, no, we'll Be back in five AC minutes. is on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back, back in five.
1: I mean, so you've been
0: an Elon fan for a while, is that right, Molly?
2: Yeah, huge <laughs> fan. <laughs>
0: I'm a big Elon chick. I mean, that's kind of my thing. I don't know what you guys are into.
2: Yeah. Anyway, what I w- what we were saying was um just that yeah, it's about exploring the um possibilities in food and cooking and ingredients
1: don't be a pussy is what i'm distilled down
2: and to distill it into a phrase don't be a pussy
0: you got any you got any desserts in this fucking book or is it all i do
2: and one of them involves (laughs) grape nuts as i mentioned earlier
0: all right you got anything
1: good like chocolate or anything or is it Chris, come on what is what is the grape nut application
2: um (laughs) uh, the grape nuts are it's like they're like caramelized grape nuts you turn them into like a they like cook them in butter and sugar until they and so then they're they're like extra toasty and buttery and sugary extra, and then they extra get layered toasty <laughs> <laughs> Roasty toasty
1: extra because the grape nuts are already grape nuts are already kind of well done so you really push them to the edge
2: oh, i'm about it's, to break more is more we're
0: going to the mat. <laughs> okay, yeah. you know what I mean. You
1: see what I did? We're
0: on some more is more shit right now. She said, "I'm really living this shit. I'm really living this shit." When I
1: was a kid, when I was a kid, when it was cold and I wanted to have my grape nuts, I would pour in butter or apple juice, butter and a little cinnamon and sugar, and microwave it into uh, an apple cinnamon butter porridge. Give it a try. <laughs> Um, but I, I haven't thought about it in years. Wait,
2: that feels Maybe like...
1: Maybe one of those nice ciders from Macklin.
2: Low-key kind of genius. Are, do people... Is that a known thing?
1: It's something I did when I was a little kid. I feel like my mom like got the recipe off of you know some Betty Crocker shit one day. But I was yeah. going to
2: say, it feels very Betty.
1: Yeah. Grape nuts, <laughs> apple cider, a little knob of butter, and a little cinnamon. Bada bing, bada bing.
2: Yeah. It's like oatmeal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe when it comes out, just a little cream on top, uncooked.
0: Oh, my yeah, <gasps> oh. oh, my. Yeah, Jason. Oh. De- Jason de- I need a cigarette. Yeah, Jason- Maldon everywhere? Fuck me. Jason definitely had uh, a nice <laughs> imported cream in Orange County in 1992. <laughs> There's no question. Oh, did you
2: grow up in Orange County?
0: Yeah, I did. Where? Huntington Beach. Oh,
2: nice.
0: What are you just, are you an OC <laughs> sympathizer like me?
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's such a weird thing to like light up about.
0: Um, (laughs) No one ever
1: does.
2: No, I, and I, and it scares me to go down there now, but I grew up, my best friend grew up in San Clemente. And so like, I just have so many like fond memories of just like being at the beach and being like 10 years old and I'm from upstate New York. So like, to me, that was just like, it was paradise. And we would like go to Disneyland and then the beach the next day. And it was just like, that was a. Like the American dream. You're, te-
0: you're telling me, bu- you're telling me Buffalo doesn't have a beach. I don't, oh yeah, crazy. I'm not from I,
2: Buffalo. That's really <laughs> fucking
0: far up. I'm from Hudson <laughs> or Hudson Valley. Oh, you're from the oh, okay, you're from the quaint, cute yeah. part. This explains a lot Chris, about when, you. When, when people are
1: it. from Buffalo, they don't say upstate. They say Buffalo. Yeah. You know? I think.
0: It's, well, I think a certain kind of person. I think Molly. If Molly was from Buffalo, she would definitely say upstate. <laughs> I think if you were. A rapper, you say yeah. buffalo. That that's the I think it's two different, you know. Anyway,
2: so I love the O.C. for that reason. It's just really those
1: San Clemente girls back in the day, I'll tell you what, <laughs> that, that was where the most cause like Orange County, it's like as a county, every city has different characteristics and pockets like like na- neighborhoods in Manhattan or LA. Yeah. And San Clemente always had the, the most chill chicks.
2: They're called the Prohos. The
0: Pro <gasps> Because they're surfer. Groupies? You can call them pro hosts. or skateboarding group But like wh- where
1: I lived in Huntington Beach, are the the girls were kind of on the agro side. They were aggy, mm. as people would say. <laughs> Newport and Huntington, they're they're like yeah. the chicks are too aggro. But then down in San Clemente, Chacabra. they're like so far removed from all that, and they're just like, I'm just a chiller. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just cruising. Yeah, guacamole is is
0: what I eat, and I'm just having a good time. <laughs> guacamole is what I eat,
1: and I'm really hot. And yeah, really I mean,
0: hot. yeah, that's the Cali dream. That's what we all. That's what we imagine California natives to be. Exactly. Like, and of. so,
2: like, as someone, as a girl from upstate New York, I was just like, oh my god, I have hit gold over here. <laughs> so still, I'm like, I still associate the OC with that, even though it's like Trumpy as fuck and kind of scary down well, there.
0: Well, look, yeah, I, look, as a person who's from a Trump stronghold, I'm able to look past that and see the beauty mm. in a Nobu on the water. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where are you from?
0: <laughs> uh, Atlanta.
2: Okay, are you so you two? I know this isn't. I mean, it is kind. It's about all of us, but you guys started this during the pandemic. Yeah, and it's just like it went off, huh?
1: (laughs) That's right, Molly. It's it's currently in the process of going all the way. It could go. It it
0: could go more off, (laughs)
1: off, but we are off adjacent. We're we're pleased with how off it's been going, (laughs) but there can always be more
2: going off
0: molly have you listened to this podcast before you can be honest with us
2: yeah but not until
0: it was on the cow
2: it was proposed to me to come on the show but you
0: had you heard of it before yes Okay. i had
2: heard of it but i was like oh yeah that podcast but like i didn't really know sure um what it was all about and then in preparation and when they were like when they asked me um whenever my pr reached out I was like, what's going on over there? And then I was like, oh, this is super chill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's going on okay. over there? Because
2: I've been on so <laughs> many podcasts and it's the same conversation every time.
1: Go on. It's talk your shit, girl. Tell us
2: about like how did you get into cooking and like mm-hmm. what were your first food memories and blah de blah. Not and, like, food memories. Not you learned food and-
0: memories. Oh, that's dark. No, God.
2: I've just had the same convo so many times, and I knew going into this podcast that it was gonna be a different type of conversation
0: or at least you hoped. are you are you going on a, a, a book tour
2: i did i just got back you from already it.
0: did yeah okay, okay you already did
2: because my book came out like a uh, five weeks ago or something or a month ago and so i was on the road for like two or three weeks it was fucking chaos
0: what
1: what does a live molly ba- maz event consist of
2: um it's like i drop into a venue <laughs> in a city like in l.a. I here. I
1: did the Ace Theater downtown. What? And, oh shit! Uh, so that that
0: ain't a drop in. That's a that's I mean, like thousands of tickets.
2: Yeah, I mean it was planned. <laughs> we planned I had some it. help with it. We sold I had tickets. Some help
0: with it, it was old thing. How much? How much was a ticket to see you at the A? How much was it? $25, $30, 35 I
2: think it was. I think they were like thirty bucks or something. Thirty
0: bucks, but then but then I gotta buy I gotta buy a book. I gotta park. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a book ticket bundle. I'm sure. Oh, gotta have a book. yeah. Buy.
2: Some venues will. T- it's like the cost of the t- the book is your ticket, and then other venues would like separate them out. The Ace was separated mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I would just, and then I would invite for every stop along the way of my tour, I invited someone interesting that was either like in the food industry or into food or whatever, tangentially related mm-hmm. um, to come and interview me on stage. So Eric Wareheim interviewed me at the Ace.
0: Okay. Friend of the friend of the show. Do you, Eric,
2: how
1: would you rate his performance on a scale of one to 10?
2: Um, he did an excellent job. Um, his, like our conversation was, the most casual I would say, which I like really appreciated. Um, Cause you know, it can get like kind of formal. Um mm-hmm. And he, it, it very much felt like I was just like sitting in my living room with him chatting, which was like a nice break from some of the others.
1: It was like this.
2: Yeah. It was like this, that everyone was like so different. They all had very different energy and it's not like they weren't like um, we didn't rehearse anything. So I just kind of like walked onto stage being like, I wonder what this one's going to be like. um so they all just had like a little bit of a different vibe and energy which Mm -hmm. which was like fun because it made the tour interesting
0: did you have to go to like boston and dc or was it kind of highlights only
2: i did new york dc
0: nothing wrong with going to boston
2: no boston chicago i really don't care for boston um New York, D.C., (laughs) Chicago.
1: How Long Gone Live? December 8th at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. (laughs) Tickets still available.
0: Sorry, go ahead, Molly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you guys do a lot of live shows?
0: We just did the El Rey on Saturday night. Oh wow!
2: And how much are your tickets?
0: About the same, like twenty seven fifty day of. We're going up to thirty five, of course. Yeah, but we don't have no book. Yeah, we ain't got a book. You just get to pay to see us. You could buy a T-shirt.
2: Oh, so you're saying yours are actually more expensive?
0: Um, we're we're no. offering a, a kind of immersive experience. I don't. I haven't I haven't kind of been to your event, but I imagine it's along the same lines. What,
1: what she described
0: is it's the same, the same thing, same no, thing as, that, that we do, and it's
2: like an hour long
0: yeah more or less exactly and do you bring guests
2: yeah. on with you or it's just you
0: two we bring guests
1: yeah we we it depends uh sometimes we do just us two like we were in australia doing a show and that was just us two but in in la we did kate berlant was our guest amazing and then robbie hoffman was did opening stand-up and john early is going to be our guest in new york oh a couple amazing
2: i'm obsessed in a with a couple weeks.
0: We love John Earley.
2: We love.
0: But do you like doing that stuff, or is it like I gotta do this to shill my book?
2: No, I like it. I just I couldn't do it year round. Like I'm just like I don't understand Taylor Swift. (laughs) How she be doing that every day?
1: Well, let me. Yeah, but when you when you sell out the the Ace Theater, that's a little check though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's still like
1: (laughs) she's like (laughs) that. Yeah, little Jason. My checks are big. (laughs) But if you do that. If you do that, fifty, you know, times fifty, it's we're getting there. You know, it's
2: not that like I don't. Who knows whether I'd be able to? That aside, like I don't yeah. think that like emotionally, physically, ener- energetically, I could do it. To, yeah, at, like day after okay. day, or even so.
1: You're you're not you're not tempted by the
0: possibility of it becoming a revenue stream in your life. No. Let me tell you about right. Taylor Swift. There's one reason why she's able to do it, and it's the fact that. She's making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And or billions. And for that amount of money, I could do anything.
1: It, yeah. Well, at, the, at a certain anything. point,
0: the body gives up, though, I think.
1: Unless she has drugs that we don't know about.
0: The thing about her is that she doesn't do anything. She like walks out on the stage, plays, gets in her <laughs> hyperbolic chamber, takes the private plane <laughs> to the hotel. It, it, there's no... It's not like she's like packing merch, guys. She's but like I know, <laughs> but
2: isn't her show like four hours long of performing? It's too,
0: it's, too, it's too long. But if you prepare for it, you have great recovery. in those heels. You have you have a great recovery <laughs> team on the road with you. I, I'm. It's all very doable. Yeah, I didn't.
2: It's true. I didn't have masseuses. I yeah. didn't have like all of my restorative like recovery team. Well, that was
0: your that's your mistake. Do you do you bring the dogs on stage?
2: Um, two, one. I have one dog, and okay, yeah, she came on stage. Um, <laughs> and it was like honestly kind of offensive. Okay, because, call her daddy. Calm down. Like I would be, I would like have been up there chatting, and then like she got on stage, and like everybody's like standing up, and their phones are up, and they're like taking content, and I'm just like, mm. guys, what about? I've been here this the whole dog time. Is
1: more of a draw than no you. content
2: of me, or? <laughs> but yeah, she was.
1: We got to get rid of the dogs.
0: Yeah, it yeah. seems like a crowd please. Well, I
2: want to come see you guys live.
0: Yeah, we're we'll be back in LA eventually, but we're doing New York and Boston before the end. You of the don't year.
2: have anything planned?
0: No, we literally just did it okay. Saturday. Like literally just did it Saturday. Um, oh damn it! But you okay. can check out howlonggone.com dot com for up to date tour dates.
1: No
2: doubt, no doubt, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um wait when is the john early
1: one
0: it's when's December john 2nd early? i'd love to see that at the webster hall in new york city if you're if you if you want to fly out we'll put you on the list
2: no i'm gonna be there on the fourth i fly out on oh. the fourth or the third for an event that's
0: so annoying well talk to your agent See if you can change the flight we'll see what delta the fees are you know what i mean it's, it's we're you know. willing to eat the cost <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah we're willing to eat the cost <laughs> just for just for <laughs> the invoice to us and we'll kind of we'll you s- have to do you have to be a guest on the live show though okay i can do that just something to think about. Something fair. Yeah. Uh, all, all right, Molly. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. It was so so lovely. What a refreshing um, break from all the other ones.
0: Hey, that's what we're here for.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you.
0: That's why we exist, Molly. But thank you. And the book. The book is everywhere. Where you buy books. More is more. Scan the QR code. Do the
2: audio experience.
0: Follow Molly on Instagram. She's on. She's doing videos and shit. It's really you know. Yeah, she it's, is. It's, At Molly it's where it's all it's where it's all going down uh all right we will um we'll see you at cookbook soon thank you for your time
2: okay bye guys thank you
0: bye molly later thanks mom